We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're hearing special guests from The Athletic and The Daily Ding and all things NBA, Dave Dufour. Dave, what's up, man? Uh, I mean, nothing, man. Basketball is good right now. That's what's up. It is good. I feel like... um, Proud of the competition committee. I am too. This is the first thing thing Adam Silver's done in a while. I mean, look, I I actually, it's funny. I don't want to... I actually talked to people this at summer league. And I, I think I told you about this, uh, about the rule changes that were coming. And, and we, we all knew cause it was coming out. Sure. And they were, people in the league were excited. I, I think that they thought they could fix it. And it did. It, it's really cool, man. It looks more like it's basketball? closer. It's closer <laughs> to basketball, but the long stretches of play are a little sloppy right now. And I think that's going to clean up, but right. It's just so nice to be able to sit down and actually watch and see basketball happening instead of procedural basketball adjacent activities happening, like free throws and technical fouls and replays. Well, and, and you're at the you've come to the home of honest basketball, so you there's no two people well, who would agree with you more. That's why we all smiled when Giannis looked over Chris Middleton uh, with the Larry O'Brien Trophy. You know what I mean? Because honest basketball, I mean, there's no more honest player than Giannis, right? Like, I, I just, I, I think that they that did true. a good job. This is great. Like, the referees know the damn game. Trust them. Let them, let them use their judgment. And, and there are going to be adjustments. And I, players are already adjusting. It's going to be so, it's going to be really, really good. I mean, it's really good now, but I think it's going to be even better by midseason. Once the guys, these are the best players to ever play. Ever. All of them. You could probably take like the twelfth man on one of these teams if you could put him in a time machine and he could go. He he'd be right up there with Bill Russell. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, basketball has been great this season. That's yeah, I, I awesome, keep man. saying this every pie. I mean, Dave, I know you watch every damn game, but this I, season I has try. been incredible. I just six games in for the Warriors. I'm not just talking about Warriors specific. Just every other game this season has been awesome. Are you mm-hmm. ready? The Miami Heat, by the way, are up and look amazing. Again, are you ready for the culture bowl 
uh, the Heat <laughs> versus the Warriors in the finals. Just, just pure culture on both good. sides. Can can the Warriors trade Iggy back to Miami? No, like then the culture's ruined. No, no, that would be amazing. Uh, that would be fun to me, man. Um, I love how Miami plays, and I even said this. I, I didn't know that. Like, I assumed, or not assumed, but when they put this team together, I was like, I don't know where their offense is going to come from because we all thought Tyler Hero was bad, but it was before we really understood that we just had to throw out the last two seasons. Um, Yeah, I mean. Yeah, man, they look good. They look really good, and that's more fun to me. Well, I I like it. I like that there's so much parity and everybody's in the mix, and the more teams that generate system buckets like the Warriors and the Heat, that beautiful game, moving the ball and stuff. Yeah, I think that's good. So let me, so I wanted to ask you this then. So, so tying into it, the Warriors are five and one. We were recording this before the Warriors and Hornets and what is likely to be a very loud, noisy. Um, let's talk about if they should have picked LaMelo type of thing. But anyway, that's a different topic. Are you buying the Warriors as a contender? I, everybody was. Uh, except for me, it felt like at one point. Um, I, I just, I don't know, man. I need to see Clay. Uh, I still worry that Kevon Looney is oh boy featured heavily. I, I mean, I don't know. A lot of Damian Lee right now. <laughs> People really like Damian Lee. It's er, it's early. Damian it's like a shorter Clay Thompson. Hey, Damian Lee's I, playing excellent basketball. Here's right my now. thing. They're, they're def- they man, their defense. <laughs> can get to some interesting levels like it's still really good um which is which is interesting because we did not think that coming yeah. into the season yeah i was worried about that too um iggy defensively looks pretty good and, and i thought he thought he looked how? stiff in the first game but i don't i don't get it i don't know how they're doing it um and steph is not quite steph yet which is interesting like i actually feel like that they're right. you know they have and, room for growth yeah they do and Really interested in Kuminga. Look, these rookies this year, like, I'm just wondering, like, is it the whole class? Are they all pretty good? You, um, do, do you think that it's every single player that's good from from uh, Jalen Green, although he's not playing well right now, all the way to Franz Wagner? But it's just, yeah. not, not Kuminga, though. But not uh, Kuminga, you know? He, no. Yeah, if he got skipped over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, the Warriors are so bad at scouting that they didn't see <laughs> any of these other guys. Which, hold on, now... Recent history. Relax. I don't know. Relax. We'll, we'll get Relax. on that topic. We'll get yeah. on that topic. I mean, later. listen, I, I know, you know, he's not from Serbia, so I get it. Um, we, we can't get too hype about him, but I, I, you know, what if, what if he's also a player? I mean, uh, it sure would be nice to have, uh, some more playmaking, but you, you've got what you got. Where, where were they going to get that? And clay, I don't know, man, I'm watching the workout videos and, I love Clay's vibes, so I see that '77 jersey, and I can't help but think Clay's gonna come out gunning. I think, like, yep. I don't know. He just looks. I don't know. All right, let's. Looks like let's, he's pretty good. So let's say you get like 75, 80 percent of Clay when he returns. I'm not even saying he's sure. gonna be that. Let's say that's what you're getting come springtime. Okay. What are your? How do you feel about this Warriors team? What would you be looking? Would you be looking to add something? Do you feel like they have enough? Um, because as you mentioned, parody, I, I mean, it's there's no juggernaut 
in the NBA right now. Like there's a lot of good teams, but there's no one who feels like, you know, like the early O's Lakers or like the Kevin Durant warriors or something where you're like, God, I need a lot to compete with that. I, I will say I, I'm going to give the bucks the benefit of the doubt. Um, they, they've obviously got some, yep. some injury stuff and, and Chris Middleton down the COVID pro- they're, they're the bucks are, I'm going to give them a they're pass. They're very good. Yeah. Yeah. There is some weirdness happening, but it's, I think it's just injury stuff related. Um, but yeah, you're right. There, there's nobody. I couldn't tell you to pick a favorite, pick one. I can't. I mean, I, I'm with you. I would say I default to if the bucks are healthy, they're my favorite, but yeah. like they're, they're very good. But if, they're if damn you're telling good, me to but... look around the league right now, I mean, I probably lean Miami just because it's like, all right, I know every single one of these guys, you know, they're going to be like this, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can count on this, but it, that's just based on how they're playing right now. But the bucks I assume are going to be healthy and be fine, but you're right. The West is wide open to me. Um, and the warriors have just as much of a chance as anybody once the playoffs hit, if, if clay is at 75, 80%, I think that that's plenty because you, you know, you've still got Draymond looks great. You've got Steph who is still like one of the two or three best players in the league and a little, you know, bit, a little more depth. Yeah. Two way wigs. Yeah. They're better. I, look, you, you guys know, I told you when, when they traded for Wiggins, I was like, you just have to ignore the contract and look at the production. He is maybe he's not a player that's that, contract but he's still a pretty decent player that can contribute especially when you have other guys i mean he's not going to ask be asked to do what he is in minnesota but they uh i don't know i think they've got a pretty good shot i still worry about not having a a real big that that can give you some vertical spacing because i I do think that's a hidden element of those warriors teams that we all know and love now are you about to tell me that james wiseman is that guy have you seen the Warriors promo videos this season that Will Chamberlain is in the shadows of James Wiseman, Dave? It's no. like angels in the outfield. Wilt Chamberlain is lifting up James <laughs> Wiseman and giving him his powers. That is that is our grand plan. Uh, okay, listen, I, I think there's a certain level of, of expectation <laughs> from the Warriors brass that he can fulfill a relatively easy role of role. Yeah. Dunk. Right. Instead of last season, where it was, why don't you become the next coming of Arvidas Sabonis <laughs> and Nikola Jokic? Can you be Festus Azili? Yes. I, I mean, absolutely. seriously. I mean, JaVale McGee. Yeah, it's not that hard. Can you, can you walk and chew bubblegum? You can probably do this job if you're seven feet tall. I think he's about two weeks he's away. He's a good athlete. He's about yeah. two weeks away from playing. So um, we'll get, we'll, we will get to see where he's at, you know, now that they've uh, revamped the coaching staff, I feel like that story still didn't get enough publicity. Like the Warriors basically admitted they did everything wrong last year. Yeah. Absolutely. Credit credit to to Kenny Atkinson. It says one damn thing. You like math? Oop. Our development is off because that's the reputation. Atlanta, Brooklyn, and it's smart. He's also a good coach. So, yes. I did think it was. I mean, are they going to hold on? Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. What's up? Are they going to put Wiseman in enough pick and roll situations to to get him those chances? Because I think he needs those. That's that's going to be the big thing for him, right? Like, it's you think it's going to happen? The expectation is when he comes back, 
whenever he's ready to play, which we're thinking sometime in November, he's going to be with the second unit and they're going to be running pick and roll with Jordan Poole, at least initially. And then, you know, if he plays well, then he'll get moved a little more into the, f- the first unit. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's... Maybe he'll get some burn at the end of first with Steph. Uh, there seems to be a conscious effort to kind of separate him from Draymond. At least that's what's been alluded mm-hmm. to at, for the short term right now. Long term, he has to figure out how to play a Draymond or it's just going to be a wasted pick. I mean, you can't well, you yeah. can't take a guy number two and not have him be able to play. Well, he could be Draymond's backup. Players. Yeah, and that's not what you take a number two. So sure. um, <laughs> that's taking a number two at number two. Yes, exactly. Which, I mean, <laughs> relax. We're not going there yet. Um, what I was, what I was <laughs> going to say at all. <laughs> no, no, we're going there. But uh, what I was going to say is I, I'm excited to see what they, they, they're going to do with him because, you know, we can be as critical of him as we want. And, like, I think a lot of it's founded in context of players they could have took instead of him. But they really set him up for failure last year. It's also hard to be a rookie big in the NBA. I mean, we we all know this. And, we, and it's funny because, like, not only do we all know it, we say it all the time right after we criticize a guy who's really bad as a, a young big. It's it's one of the hardest jobs in the NBA, especially defensively. So I don't know, man. I don't expect a ton. I do expect to see some growth. They've obviously liked what they've seen. So who am I to judge until I see it? But I think Wiseman's going to wind up being a fine player. It's just that... It, having a second year big that you have, if you have anything more than like eight minute expectations out of, like hopefully he can come in and tread water for eight minutes a game. I still think that that's any more than that's too much. He's just not, uh, he's not that kind of talent yet. I do think when it comes to winning time, the Warriors do have a lineup when clay comes back and it's March and April that not many teams can tell you that they're a hundred percent better than that. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, the, the Steph, uh, Clay, yep. Wiggins, Draymond, and then you could go Iggy or Poole, depending right. on if you wanted more offense. Or, or, or Otto, or even Otto. Oh, yeah, or Otto. Who Sam's the auto guy, you know, resident auto guy. Listen, yeah. again, you guys know my rule. If you look like Lionel Richie and shoot threes, <laughs> I love you. He's, so, I mean, he's turning into Ke- Kevon Looney with a three-point shot, which is it, literally my dream fun? player. Yeah, his rebounding, his rebounding has been... I've just been like, wait, they they got another small ball center. The Warriors are the Warriors are just absolutely amazing at turning wigs to centers. So I think we can criticize their development and a lot of it's founded, but that's something they're good at. Yeah, finding slow wings and making them centers. They just change. Yeah, Yeah. it's like I know you think you're a three, but what if you're a five? (laughs) Guys, I I watched Jason Tatum blocking a couple shots at the rim the other day, and I was like, man, is Jason Tatum best? Center on the Celtics. So look, I get it. I get <laughs> look, it. Look, look. Oh, I've I've told Sam is Jonathan Kaminga the future five. Like he can't shoot, and it's not like he's going to be a forty percent shooter one day. But he's fucking huge and he's athletic and he's one of the best, you know, just large elite athlete guys in the NBA. Like is he going to be a five? It'd be pretty uh, sweet. I mean, no matter what the Warriors do, ever they end up with too many fives on the roster. <laughs> Even yeah, when they try true. to get a bunch of wings, it's like I know you think these are wings, Bob, but they're fives. Is Jordan Poole yeah. going to be a center yeah. at the end of the gonna, season? He's going to be the new center. Golden State Warriors basketball is 
finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NBA tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will actually give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I actually did that for the San Francisco Giants game against the LA Dodgers game one, compared it to another site that I usually use. TickPick was actually cheaper. Uh, so there you go. But make sure you go to TickPick uh, for all your Warriors tickets games this season. Visit TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors tickets. Again, it's TickPick.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Well, you know who's not a center, uh, a player who's coming oh, to man. play the Warriors on Wednesday, my birthday, by the way, um, yes, LaMelo sir. Ball. You know, we had to talk about this a little bit. So we're recording this before the game. And by the way, here's my prediction. This will look potentially genius or dumb after the game. LaMelo is either going for 40 or he's going one for 15. <laughs> There's going to be, be absolutely yeah. zero. He's either going to make the Warriors look dumb or Draymond and Iguodala are going to give him one of those type of nights. And there's, there's just no chance this is going to be like a 17 point B plus performance. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's either it's all or nothing. Right. Um, and, and that's why I love that guy because I mean, he's just going all out. I mean, you can say a lot uh, about a lot of players and a lot of people have said a lot of things about LaMelo, uh, 
including before the draft um, when after the draft. But uh, you can't say that guy doesn't go hard. Yeah. I mean, and, and doesn't also his level of not giving a fuck is unparalleled. So how much do you, I want to ask you, how much do you buy? How much do you read into that stuff? You're, you're a coach, former coach. When I watch LaMelo, I see a guy who has like supreme confidence, sometimes too much confidence himself. Sure. When I watch James Wiseman, I see a player who is thinking and like the weight of the world on him. Like you could tell at some point last year, he was a little shook that LaMelo was dominant and he wasn't performing at that level. I don't know about, I don't, I don't know if the specifics there look, the hand stuff with, with Wiseman is something I paid a lot of attention to. You know, a lot of people want to blame the hands themselves instead of the player who has the hands. You know what I mean? Like you have to watch the ball into your hands a little bit, especially as a rookie, the speed of the game in the NBA is just so different than anything they've ever done. Everybody six, seven and up pretty much. There are a lot of arms, you know, there's so much stuff to worry about. I mean, I, I just think that that's one of those things that young guys, it, he doesn't have, he doesn't have good hands. I'm not saying that, but I don't think his hands are as bad as they looked. Right. So I, I, I just think that some of his struggles were, were speed of the game and just not being comfortable. I, I don't want to put it on feeling the pressure of being the second pick or, or anything else. Okay. Now, certainly the limelight maybe of playing for a team, like the Warriors, that might be part of it, but but I would I wouldn't put that on him if okay. that makes sense. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I agree. I agree. I mean, I just I just think that a lot of it is it's was- hard to play in the NBA. Period. And and like we already know, like play. It, it, let's say, and, and I don't want to put this out there, but like if he if it never panned out for him and, and he was out of the league in three years, okay, man, right. it happens. It does happen. It, it just it doesn't happen that often anymore because teams are pretty good at scouting. So I would say this, he's more likely to grow into a better player the more he plays, but it's just that (laughs) is golden state, the right place for that. That has always been the issue. He wasn't ready to come into the NBA and be a contributor. And Lamella, look, there were questions about whether Lamella was ready to do that as well. Exactly. Exactly. Now, and, and now I would take the experimental guy who has, uh, elite skills that you know of already over maybe the other guy, but it doesn't say there's nothing to say that LaMelo was going to automatically work out either. Now he showed us almost immediately that he was, but right. That's neither here nor there. It's a gamble anyway. Like the whole, yeah. the whole draft he, is a little I mean, bit of a wasn't, He wasn't coming in LeBron Listen, James. Like LaMelo hey, was how, not. How's the Zion? Look, Zion is a great player, right? When Give he's me on the court. Give me he, jaw. He's a, he's a great player when he's on the court. But again, there's part of the gamble. So I, I just think that generally young players, they're put under the microscope, especially by franchises. I mean, like the Warriors are the just the weirdest one because they had the, a tank year right on the tail end of a dynasty, but then like all of their good players are still there except for Kevin Durant. And so they want to compete right away. It, it's a very unique thing, right? It's like the Chicago Bulls well, let me uh, ask you, becoming let me ask- the San Antonio Spurs a little bit. Let me ask you this then. Let's and say the James Warriors is not Tim Duncan. Sorry. Let's let's say the Warriors did take Lamelo. Okay. What do you think happens? Because undoubtedly they're different situations, mm-hmm. and Lamelo is the perfect guy to kind of breathe air into a franchise that's dormant. The Warriors are not a dormant. We're not a dormant franchise. So, 
Sure. And, and maybe he doesn't have the freedom. Yeah. Right. I mean, what if Lamelo's riding the pine comes in and, you know, running the triangle and split cuts and, you know, I like not to say that he couldn't still be special in that, but Mello's kind of a guy where you just need to roll the ball out and let him do his thing. I mean, you guys, we we've talked about this before my whole thing about overcoaching. And I, right. I actually think Steve Kerr is pretty good about the, the balance in that because you need a, a, a firmer hand in the regular season because of how long it is in the NBA and that, like the rotation minutes and being strict to that and, you know, not chasing individual wins all the time. Like that stuff actually does matter long-term for, for teams that want to compete for a title. There's too, just, we have too much data on it. I mean, the, the bucks are a good example of this from last year. They did a better job of managing stuff and, and then they increased minute loads in the playoffs and stuff. So I, I think that, but, but part of that is I, I also think that, the micromanagement would be too much for a LaMelo to, to be able to showcase some of, some of his special skills. James Borrego's done a great job of like kind of getting them get that ball moving, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I see exactly how LaMelo staff and all them work together, but does Steve Kerr give him that freedom as a 19 year old rookie? I think evidence suggests probably not. We're all, we're, I think we're all better off with how things have played out on the LaMelo front. I, I couldn't have come up with a, I don't know, man. It, this is, listen, and I get You're it. You're better off. And, I'm not. All right. Him and Steph together w- would have been a lot of fun, but I like what, what Charlotte's got going on. I, I, I'm not a guy. I don't, I don't have FOMO. Like, like I don't, look, there is, look. Like, I don't feel whatever that thing is where it's like, Oh, I don't, is it regret? I don't know what it is. I'm not doing that all the time. Oh man. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I just don't care. I live in the moment. LaMelo's not playing the role that he played in Charlotte that he did in the Warriors. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. Spotting up and running off of screens, bro. And he would have been benched for being terrible defensively. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that that's what would have happened on the Warriors. (laughs) And I'm saying Warriors fans would have been mad because LaMelo would have been making flash plays. By the way, James Wiseman had some incredible flash plays last season that, that I was joking that he was the next Giannis. But I think there would have been times where LaMelo would have made these amazing plays, but he also would have been benched for things that he probably shouldn't have been benched for. Um, but at the same time, LaMelo also understands basketball in a way that I think not many players in the NBA understands basketball right now. It's just the way that he moves the ball, that he understands and he slows down the game. I, I'm watching John Moran at 22 years old, and I'm fascinated because I'm like, he understands the point guard position, which is the most important position in hoops that nobody does. Uh, very rare and Lamelo is very similar in that way and these guys are 10 years younger than me and they yeah. understand basketball in a way that you've never seen before and, and that's that's insane that's insane uh Lamelo is picasso man right i, I mean I, you guys know my basketball is art and i love to watch these guys do their thing it's why guys like Lamelo and steph like they're so unique and yeah let me ask they're, you. They're, let me ask you a different question thing. here. How uh, should Warrior fans react to Lamelo? Because currently, it's got some like Kings, Suns fans with Luca vibes going on. I'm not familiar. So, as you may know, Luca Doncic oh, with was the, the was uh, was not the, the first or second pick, and those two teams had the first and second pick and took big men. 
to be fair, DeAndre Ayton's a hell of a player, mm-hmm. but he's not Luka Doncic. And there seems to be a little uneasiness with Warrior fans around. There's a lot of we don't want to acknowledge that he exists or talk about him because then we have to have this conversation about how the team may have passed on an actual franchise player, the actual Steve Young to Steph Curry's Joe Montana. You know, the actual player you could hand the baton to and have a 20-plus year run of title contention that Joe Lacob thinks will happen. Is this a real thing, or are you, make, are you pulling my leg? Andy, is this a real thing? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pause actually makes a bust. Uh, well, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah, we're, weird. I mean, the Listen, reality is he's the, weird. Best, he's the best weird. player. He's the best player in the 2020 draft right now. Sure. And he went one pick He's on another awards. team. Sorry. Boo him Ooh. or enjoy him. I mean, just... I don't, I just, I don't know, man. Love the one you're with. That's what I'd say. Warriors fans don't care so much about that. I, like you've got Wiseman and I don't think uh, the Hornets would trade LaMelo for Wiseman. So it just feels like wasted energy. What it's, if Joe Lacob throws in some tequila for MJ? <laughs> I mean, or what kind of NFT action can we get, you know, like happening over here? I, do, you, I think that, do you think MJ is an NFT guy? No, hell no. Do you no, think he even has no, a smartphone? No. I hope not. I think he's a flip phone guy. I hope not. I, look, did he lose the, the giant jeans? Are they gone? Maybe to giant sweats, but no. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, he he's like every other man. I feel his like his fashion peaked I'm in sorry. his mid 30s. He's not if you're changing. A billionaire, why would you have a phone? Or why right? would you like, not wear baggy I, pants? I'm not a billionaire. I don't want my phone. I don't like if you're like, I just can't imagine. <laughs> it's just like when I see NBA players on Twitter, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, believe, yeah. Believe me. If I was an NBA player, I would not be on Twitter. No. Yeah. You'd be on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my boy, Big Jim. Like my boy, Big Jim. I would be on the TikTok. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's all, it's all good. It's just the, the, the billionaires with the phones. It's like, okay, I get it if you're working, but man, otherwise. Ugh. Well, we know, Dave, you're trying to disconnect. You're a disconnect kind of guy. Mm. It's a smart way. That's pro- that's why you have the Clay Thompson shirt. Another man who that's likes right. to disconnect. Listen, man, fellow, we're, we're, you know, similar vibes, man. That's the bulldog thing. It, it's, uh, <laughs> it's undeniable, man. Bulldog owners, they just want to be out on the open sea without phones. Well, we live with, you know, walking, farting, eating white noise machines, man. And it's like, it's very, <laughs> it's pleasant. <laughs> I, I mean, not the farting. That's not pleasant. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. I don't even know where we want to go from here. Uh, let, let's talk about let's talk about this. The uh, the Warriors, Sam and I had them with home home court advantage come the playoffs. And uh, I, I want to say not many people believe that. What do you think they are now in the context of the entire NBA? Because last I checked, the entire Western Conference is uh, struggling. Yeah, I mean, they certainly look like a like a home court advantage team. I, I think Utah is going to be, you know, I mean, sure. Feels pretty safe. Uh, I think Denver will be. You think so? Um, yeah. You know, I'm a little bit, I'm getting a little bit worried about Phoenix um, mm. and, and the Clippers got some um, issues. Yeah, um, the shooting be. stuff right now is so weird though, that it's hard to get a read. And, and I'm just, you know, like you guys, I, I love to say, I don't know. I mean, I hate Talk it because Phoenix, I really though. don't know. Well, just Phoenix, like, again, like some of the shooting stuff, there's some some weird offensive stuff they've got going on, I, and they've just not looked in sync. And, and I don't want to say – DeAndre Wiseman doesn't seem like he's happy. Oh, well, I wouldn't go that far. But, I, <laughs> you know, it's early. It's early. And, and again, right. like, um, the shooting stuff is weird right now. Teams still trying to adjust to foul calls, and maybe some of the – Griftier teams are struggling. Griftier Chris, players for sure struggling. Just say Chris Paul's a grifter. Well, it's just a safe space. I, look, look, I'm not sure what the safe issues space. are. I'm not sure what the issues are. Uh, but but we'll see. But it's early. And, and again, the shooting numbers being so down, I think we all got to be kind of wait and see mode because the Clippers. I mean, that's a good. That's a that's a team that could shoot the last couple of years. Is it that? Hey, maybe they're not that actually that good, um, and and it's really the last two years that I think are kind of weird. Uh, the no fans, bringing fans back, like there's a lot of, you know, the bubble. There's just so much noise there. Is it the ball? Is it the foul calls? Like what what the hell is the problem? So you know, I think we're like 20 games away really from knowing anything. But the Warriors, the Warriors to me, and the Jazz are the two teams. I'm like, okay, that's two of the top four. And then I think the Lakers can get there if, if once they settle, right. you know, all their problems. Cause like, I mean, you know, LeBron is going to settle that team down. Um, I think the Suns could be there. The Nuggets could be there, you know, in that mix, um, not necessarily three, four, they could be one or two, like depending on when things settle for these teams. But I think that's kind of your five. It's those five playing for the four spots. Does that feel about right to you guys? Am I forgetting someone? No, Sam, Sam, think the, Sam thinks the Lakers are going to be a playing team. I do not think the Lakers are going to be a playing team. I think they will underachieve in the regular season, and I had them actually fifth in our season preview podcast. So yeah, I actually so had the same – I had the same team yeah. as you. I had Utah. I had Phoenix. I had the Warriors and Denver around now my top four, and I thought the Lakers would be the five seed because I still hate the fit and let's be real. They're playing the softest schedule ever. And they're still what three and three right now. Yeah. One three. They don't look good. I mean, we, all it takes is a couple tweaks and LeBron Anthony Davis is a very good place to start your team, but they basically built the opposite of a team. I would ever want to build around LeBron Anthony Davis. Sure. is funny though. Oh, it's, it's amazing. I appreciate it. Thanks guys. <laughs> oh, believe me. We're having a lot of fun. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's a reasonable, that's a reasonable expectation of the Warriors. I mean, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. That, that's where they're at. Um, they're, they're not elite. They're stoppable. Um, they're still a little too loose with the ball, but 
you live with that because of the ceiling that that kind of opens up for you but they're good man like the defense holding up to this level was unexpected let's end on this um Draymond Green you mentioned the defense I think Draymond looks as good as he has looked outside of like peak 2016. I am everywhere, including in the third deck of the stadium, Draymond Green. Yeah. And he's under control too. Yeah. Like he's, he's picking his spots a little bit too. Like I think that's something he's gotten better at as he's gotten older. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder how, if he can maintain this, I mean, he's in he's in really good shape, so I'm I'm hoping that he can maintain this. Looking like Dave Dufour out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, much much better uh, small ball five than I am. Noted. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, but I never played for the Warriors. Who knows? Who knows? I didn't get that training. Um, they would have yeah, made you a five. Draymond That's what looks they do. great. Is Draymond like your early front runner defensive guy? Like, I, I think that he's kind of like been all over the place. I think Warriors the, are what, Sam? Yeah, explain. Yeah. They are third or fourth in defensive rating right now. Again, it's early season and no one can hit a shot, so it's hard to say it, how yeah. much. It feels so noisy. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, I think he wants defensive player of the year, and he, I mean, it would be a shame if he retired with just one, just in context of what he means historically to defense and basketball. Um, Rudy he, Gobert has, he, he's three. a one man, uh, injection of evolution into NBA defense. Yeah. Like he really literally like just changed it in one. And year. he's playing and he's playing. Um, he usually doesn't play defense like this until March. So, um, I think my, well, I con- think that, my conspiracy, on, th- that okay. feels a little bit strategic too, because I, I think that teams know internally how important it is to get out in that first 20 games. Yeah. Right. You can, I mean, when you look after the first 20, 25 games, it almost dictates the playoff picture. So, and I, I, and I want to, and I want to say this is a conspiracy theory I've had. I think him and staff are motivated to get out to a hot start to put pressure on management. Um, Warriors want to do this whole, we're going to develop Kuminga and Wiseman for the future while competing now. We'll see how they feel if the Warriors are 30 and 15 at the all-star break and noise is really loud that you're one player away from being maybe the favorite. You're really going to blow that because you're thinking about 2025, you know, cause it's easy for management to not pull the trigger on that stuff when they're a decidedly 500 team, like they were last year. Yeah. It's a lot harder when you're the three seed and you know, you look like you have the, the, um, the bones of a contender, you're just like missing that one extra player to go with what you got or whatever it may be. So that's my conspiracy theory on them coming out this hot uh, to start the season. I think it's, I think it's a little bit of an fu to upper management. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I think that they're hungry, also. Right? Yeah, like I, I think they're that's also competitive. Apparent. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like I mean, Steph is a low key killer. A little and, bit of a sociopath. Yeah. And, and it's it's funny because like he smiles a lot. And so people don't don't realize that he's got kind of a competitive mean streak. You know, think about the stuff that the Cleveland fans hate about Steph, right? The, everybody that loves Steph just doesn't see that, like because we love it, right? Yeah. 
it's like, yeah, he is cocky, but that's great because it's Steph, right? Um, but the truth is he's he's a killer. So I think, I mean, you look at what he did last season in a season where, I mean, <laughs> what is that team without Steph? The absolute uh, worst team in the league. Um, I, I think the, the, one a, of the it's it's maybe, a maybe it's it was a team Evan playing Mobley, in uh, second division Greece <laughs> where they found Giannis. Yeah. Huh. I mean, yeah. if, if Steph decided to break his hand last season, they might have uh, Kate Cunningham might be running the team <laughs> with them right now. But uh, I, I'm just I think I think and they play the, him at five the... too. <laughs> By the way, isn't isn't Kate play? What did he play tonight? I gotta go check how yeah, Kate he did played. tonight. He played. Uh, I got. I I'm curious because the Pistons the Pistons are, are a mess. hard watch, man. Fucking mess. I thought Every... Isaiah Stewart would be better, but Jesus Christ. He's, he's I don't know why Hayes. I brought that up. I don't know why I brought that up, but I, I, here's what I want to say. I, 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 I feel like Steph got a lot more respect from his peers last season, which is what I think Steph cares about the most outside of obviously winning in championships. But I, I think that he got a lot more respect than the peers that he cares about last season versus let's say the 2018 championship. And I think that is an issue with the way that basketball is viewed is that mm-hmm. The, well, Steph won the scoring title and he dragged this piss poor team to the playing game. And I, I do think people looked at Steph and be like, yeah, you're, you're, you're the fucking man now. And, uh, and I don't know, man, like that's well, it's the individual over team mindset, right? right? Like that's the, right. that's the issue is the, it's the me, me, me bullshit. And uh, right. you know, I, I'm sorry. I like great teams over great players. Right. You guys, you guys know how I feel about the 2014 Spurs. I mean, the, the Warriors, one of the best the, teams I've ever seen, the, yeah. the Harrison Barnes era Warriors, you know, like I love that team, right. Because of that, like, um, so I, I'm a guy who's always team over player and I grew up, I was a huge Michael Jordan fan. Right. But, uh, I still rooted for the bulls in the two seasons when he was retired as a kid, right. Like when I still was a fan of mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, always the wrong person to ask this kind of stuff. We appreciate you coming on. Man, this is fun, man. I, I I miss you guys. We haven't talked in a long time. This we got to do it again. Maybe maybe something more pointed next time. But I kind of just like shooting no, the shit. Anyway. This is always great. Yeah, like, <laughs> you guys. It's funny because I it, I so rarely get a chance to just shoot the shit with people, right? Like I mean, yeah. you know, got shows to make. So um, <laughs> I always. I mean, it, it's true. Like you know, it's huh? a little bit. So it's nice when I get to be on a podcast that just uh and, hang out and i'll tell you what the light the light years goons love day before then they love andy lou i'll tell you what i'm a love or hate type of guy they'll deal with sam regardless so we appreciate I'm you i'm a Dave. love or hate type of guy in real life <laughs> hey, right listen like, listen i'll tell you that's this. the difference is that in real I, life people are like yeah i'll tell you this we'll get you back when ruby ricky rubio and kevin lover on the warriors and we'll chat then hey!